0: Welcome to the Dr. Apples interview series. I'm your host, Lacey, and today we delve into the captivating folklore of Dr. Apples. In this episode, we're not just recounting his story, but diving deeper into the theme of the ego. Join us as we dissect this compelling aspect of Dr. Apples' journey and uncover the profound insights hidden within. For the discussion, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Lex to discuss her input along with methods on how to balance that ego. This is part two. So could you explain um, what state is teen Dr. Apples in currently based off of episode one?
1: Oh, teens. <laughs> I love teens. <laughs> they're actually one of my favorite groups of people. I know that sounds strange for a lot of folks who are like, what? Teens get such a bad rap, but they're absolutely they so are. amazing. What you don't realize about teens is that the part of their brain that says, I want to have fun and do what I want, it's much larger than the part of their brain that has rational listening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? The brain actually doesn't finish maturing until around 27. We used to think it was 25. It's twenty-seven so teen doctor apples comes in with all of these powers like who didn't want powers when they were a teenager and of course it's like oh my gosh you know my mom is missing and, and something's up and i have these powers what am i gonna do how am i gonna do this this is really cool and that's where he's supposed to be in development as well because that's how he's developing. He's still learning this rationale and prioritizing and all of that
0: stuff. Nice. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, uh, from my perspective, I was taught um, just through different spiritual practices about the ego being pretty powerful. Um, like I, since you stated, like he, his ego isn't developed all the way. And um, it's pretty interesting because I, my focus during that scene was teen Dr. Apples was just willing to accept the fact that he was so special and he was just going crazy and willing to cave into these thoughts versus looking at the bigger picture because it took him all day to realize that his mother was missing and something was wrong he was so focused on himself um i feel as though that that was a missed opportunity for him um perhaps hypothetically he could have prevented this or you know it could have been a different outcome had he not been so focused on himself and um, just willing to accept uh, the craziest, even though it's slightly true, but the craziest uh, reasonings versus what was right in front of him. So Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. would you state that, or would you think or consider that currently, Dr. Apples has some form of like an unbalanced ego? I mean, since it's not developed yet, um, but his is pretty extreme. Agreed. And so what's funny is
1: uh, at Dr. Apples' age, right, so as a teenager, a younger teenager at that, right, so Dr. Apples is not 19 turning 20, uh, Dr. Dr. Apples is still school age and in adolescence. And psycho- psychologically, 12 to 19 is a developmental stage that we call identity versus confusion. And what that means is you start to understand that there's like a complexity of life and you start to look at what's logical around the aesthetics. And the most important thing about this stage is that you're learning the virtue of fidelity. And fidelity literally means the faithfulness to a person or to a belief or being able to demonstrate continued loyalty and support to somebody, right? So we see Dr. Apple's loyalty and supporter to himself <laughs> until he realizes, oh, snap, my mama. Right. Oh, right. Because for teenagers, especially when they have that um, indemitable, so the unique perspective of I'm the only me and I'm also, what's the word? Um, when they don't don't succumb to anything, when they are not able to, Die or that idea that they can just like outlive and do anything daring because they don't have that sense of mortality Mm -hmm. yet. Like, this is the stage that Dr. Apples is in. Oh. So his ego is actually right on course, even though to (laughs) others it's going to look like it's very
0: consuming. I see. (laughs) So, in a sense, it's understandable. Right, right. His
1: it is his it is pretty large, uh, and he he is doing this force. I really can't think of this word. Uh, he really is thinking of um, the fact that invincible. He's invincible. Huh. Huh. Right? Yes. nothing nothing can touch him, and that is a sense of youth before knees start popping and backs start to ache. It's <laughs> I'm invincible, and then you throw magic powers on top of that. The swag. Can you imagine? No. So no, I'm not worried about my mama. I'm like, this looks a little bit odd, but I'm gonna go about my business today. Oh, this is also strange. And yet that logical persistence doesn't necessarily exist for him yet because he's still developing those skills.
0: Thank you, Dr. Lex. We will continue with this discussion with part three. As we wrap up today's journey with Dr. Apples, Ponder the role of Ego in his enchanted tale. Don't miss our next episode, where we'll dive deeper into this intriguing interview. Subscribe, share, and join us as we continue unraveling the mysteries of Dr. Apple's world. Until next time, keep exploring the depths of the unseen and join us on the hunt to find his mother.